Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, hello again, all of you. Thanks for visiting us in your ears again. <laughs> we appreciate it. We hope you're doing well. Yeah. Um, what's new over here? Well, it's Saturday. It is Saturday. Um, it's all right for fighting. Uh, yeah. If anybody's wondering, my family is not soaking wet. They made it relatively unscathed through the central Florida corridor of Hurricane Ian. Yeah. They didn't flood or anything. My mother and father basically left on Monday of last week, a perfectly timed trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Yeah. Usually it's the other way around. Usually it'd be like, we were going to leave, and then a hurricane came. Well, weren't they originally supposed to go on this trip like three years ago? Yeah, but then COVID happened. Right. So, or two years, I guess two years ago. Luckily, luck was finally on their side. Yep. Enjoy Europe. Mary and John. 
<laughs> Say hello to your daughter, Julie, for me. Aw. Uh, my sister lives in England, so they're going to swing through in the last portion of their trip where they're also doing a couple of days in Scotland. And I'm like, you're bringing golf clubs? Like, what are you doing? You, gotta, you can't just go to Scotland and not golf. That's not true. Apparently, can, they can. You can go to Scotland and do many other things. I know, but like, the home of golf. Thank you. And Potato Park. I thought that was in Ireland. That is in Ireland. Good point. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, everything north of London is like the same to me. Straight through the Arctic Circle. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Wales, Isle of Man. It's just all the same. Northern Ireland, Ireland, wow. Scotland. Uh, the Arctic Circle, the North Pole with uh -huh. Santa Claus. Yeah. It's all the same. Huh. And then actually that continues over the Arctic Circle. Uh -huh. And then we get back down on the other side. Um, I assume to the South China Sea. Mm. What do you think? What's on the other side of the globe? On If you go straight over England. If you go straight over England. I don't, I don't actually know. I'm going to take a guess and say China. Okay. Maybe not. Because, you know, whenever you would dig a hole, adults, no, wouldn't adults it be, would always say, are you digging a hole well, to China? Well, no, if you just went straight over and around, wouldn't it be like South Africa? What? That's all the way around. Yeah. I'm talking about just half, you know. Oh, just like Halfway, boop. same hemisphere. Oh, I see. Hmm. I don't know. I, Boy, there's no way to figure that out either. No, there isn't. Too bad. Anyone thinking about it and knowing the answer right now? <laughs> Forget it. Antarctica? <sighs> That's south again. You're going south again. Look, I don't know. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Henry. And you shamed me. Henry uh, went to T-ball this morning. Henry did. We had a, quite a morning. Uh, he, he started off his day. Uh, I saw him. I woke up. My alarm. I have an alarm for Henry in the weekends because the weekends I get him, and it's six forty-eight is my alarm, which goes off on my Apple Watch because I don't want to wake up Dory if I don't have to. But when I got out of bed this morning, she was already in the bathroom. This is true. Uh, anyway, saw Henry, eyes glowing in the monitor, <laughs> sitting thumb like in a his jaguar. Mouth. <laughs> yeah, just looking around, just sort of really just like bopping his head around, like. What's going on? I'm like staring at his door. Didn't say anything because he didn't hear anybody. So I went out there and I turned on the golf, Scottish golf. They're on the they're on the links this week. And um then I heard him screaming for me. And when I went in, he's like, What is it time to get up? I'm like, oh, he goes, What time is it? I'm like it's like 6.50. And he's like, I want a fan in my room. Three days ago, when I went in there, he said, going to bed, he's like, I don't like fans in my room. Can you take the fan out of my room? <laughs> it's sitting right here. And this morning, he asked me to go to my office to get the fan and bring it back in because he really wanted a fan in his room. And then I said to him, no, I don't think I'm going to do that, but 
do you want to get up? And he goes, okay, and stands up immediately. And then had me take off his sleep sack. <laughs> and then he wanted to play baseball in the morning. It's seven o'clock in the morning. So I made him some breakfast real quick. And then we went out and I threw a bunch of balls at him that he hit with a bat. I didn't throw balls at my son. I <laughs> tossed balls <laughs> into the general strike zone. Not, you know, traditional strike zone, as we say on the podcast, but an actual zone where a ball would be a strike or a ball. Uh, and he was hitting things. He He's put like 20 something balls either on the roof or on the hedge where we can't access them. We have a very tall hedge. Yeah. So it's like, it's just like, a he just hits it so high and, and very far sometimes. Um, and the only way I could get him to, I was like, I threw like the last ball to him of the 20 balls that we had. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go in. Let's figure out what we can watch. And he's like, I want to watch home runs. I was like, okay. He's like, I want to watch the one where the score goes five to five. <laughs> so that means he wants to rewatch the 2013 David Ortiz Grand Slam from the American League Championship Series where Torrey Hunter tried to catch the, uh, the ball but went over into the bullpen fence. So we watched that. And then he's like, no, I want a different one. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he wanted the highlights I've looked up for him so far that I didn't even know existed, but do exist. He wanted plays where people fall down over the wall. So people <laughs> jumping over the fence to try to catch home run balls or foul balls. <laughs> so that, that was a compilation that we watched. He wanted, um, Game-tying Grand Slams, <laughs> which also was a compilation that we managed to find. And uh, he wanted, what else was the other one he wanted? I don't know, but then I put on the 2018 World Series highlights for him, Red Sox, Dodgers. And he sat and he watched the whole highlight reel thing for like, it was like a 20-minute thing. And then I showed him the game that you and I were at, Dory, and he asked if he was there. Oh, he said, he said, were you asleep? Like, he wanted to know if he was sleeping when we went to the game. I was like, maybe, because you were two months into gestating inside of Mama's tummy. <laughs> and he's like, I was zero. <laughs> and then when I came out, I was zero. And then one year, I was one. <laughs> He proceeded to then explain how he would get to the age of two. Uh, no, no, five, five. He got to five. Um, and then, yeah, what am, what am I talking about? I just like went off on a weird tangent of Henry's morning. Yeah. Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Now. Like, <laughs> what, what was the point of this story? I was getting somewhere, I thought. Uh, I don't think I'm getting anywhere. Anyway, he had T-ball today. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about T-Ball, and then you kind of brought us back to... Yeah, the day. The day. He loves T-Ball. He loves hitting. He's very... Uh, like, his his engaged participation when a coach with a coach is, is much more than I thought it would be. 
so he also just started taking tennis lessons. Yeah. And this was also my reaction. I was like, I was not expect. He like immediately was like in it. Yeah. With the coach. And I like, cause like, you know, I mean, we've talked about like, he's kind of a kid who likes to sort of do his own thing. So I didn't know how he was going to like react to, especially T-ball where it's like a bunch of other kids. Yeah. But no, he's like very into it. Yeah. And he like listens and like, sometimes I'm like, he's doing stuff that I'm like, oh, I guess that's what she said to do. Well, and he was sliding into every base, and then she told him that he can't slide into every base, and he stopped. Well, I told him. She uh, she told him she just needs to hit it with his with his foot, and then he goes, "I like sliding." And then I pulled him aside, and I was like, "Okay, Henry, don't need to slide on these. Just put your foot, stomp on it like this." And then he figured that out, and then he, you know, he had a good. He was catching. Some good balls, throwing some balls past my head. And then he was uh, probably, I think he hit the balls the furthest, even with the seven-year-old kids there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. It's, he was first up, and like the other adults were clapping, and I was like, what is happening? I know. It's very strange. I was like, don't give him any ideas. Do we have to like return the favor and clap for your kids when they hit the ball? I, Not I, nearly as far I, as Henry. Had a similar question. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to sort of see him in these new environments and like just see how he navigates them because he, I, I, he is navigating them a lot better than I thought he was going to. Yeah, and I don't know if that means that we've underestimated him or that he just doesn't listen to us. Or that he's, like, matured. Hmm, interesting. You know, he d- he is going to school every day now. Yeah. Like, he might be kind of, I don't know. Yeah, but, like, the choo-choo and, like, all the call and response stuff. <laughs> yes, doing, I was actually I was like, shocked that he was participating in yes, that because he normally doesn't do any of that stuff. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's also like this was the third one. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like the third one of anything is when he like really starts hitting his stride. (laughs) So (laughs) I think like that might also be part of it. Maybe. Uh, But it's, you know, it's good. I think he also likes, uh, he likes what, what Dr. Becky calls a sturdy leader. Like, he likes he likes someone who's like okay this is what we're doing yeah you know like I don't know it's interesting because you know he also he also has this music class and like his teacher is very nice very sweet but like she kind of lets him do whatever he wants mm-hmm. and I'm like I wonder if you were a little bit more kind of emphatic I wonder how mm-hmm. that would go over interesting you know. I I don't know. I'm just I'm still fascinated by him listening. I mean anytime he listens, I'm like, who is this? <laughs> What's happening? Uh well should we take a little break? I mean we could. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. All right. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, we're back. Hello. Oh, the like, funny thing he did today was when she called attendance, she asked that all the kids say their favorite animal. And I don't know where he goes. Bear. <laughs> Okay, he's never talked about I bears. know. I was like, <laughs> what is this? That was going to be a giraffe. Um, well, before we hear from listeners, I should remind everyone that they can email us at dorianmatt at gmail or mattandory gmail and call or text us at 413-461-BABY. Um, don't be shy. Send us your emails. Send us your voicemails. Send us your texts. 
Even if it's just like you want to say hi, say hi. Uh, what is that, Bo? <sighs> yep. Should I let him in? Uh, who cares? Sure. Ladies and gentlemen, our dog. Hello, Bo. Welcome to the office. What do you need? You know, you know, lay down right over there. You got a little spot picked out for Bobo. Hmm. All right. Okay. Um. All right. We are gonna kick things off with a voicemail. Are we ready for that? Yeah. Great. Hey, Dorian, Matt. Uh, this is Bonnie calling. Um, I literally paused the pod for the um person who called about sleeping arrangements and anxiety about kick um, baby kicking. I wanted to say I was in a similar situation. I didn't feel my baby kick, like, even up to 24 weeks. I called my OB, and I said, I'm sure it's fine, but I'm a little worried. They brought me in. They were like, he's doing great. So feel free to reach out to your OB. They're, they're used to it. Like, they're not going to be surprised. In my case, what they found out is, like, this makes sense. He was kind of facing the wrong way. Like, he was kicking to, like, the rear of my body and not to my tummy, and that's why I wasn't feeling it. Like I said, it makes sense. So it felt more like flutters, like, like, like flutters. That's what it felt like. Um, but I know that's very anxiety-provoking. So, um, caller, I feel you. Um and I, I know how that feels. Um, about the sleeping arrangements, I just wanted to say that I, um, first of all, we also had night help, which was really expensive, but oh my God, worth it. And um, we also did that where the baby slept in the room next to us and we took turns, like took shifts each night when the um, nurse, night nurse wasn't there, um, four hour shifts uh, with the baby. And then once the baby got like two months, it occurred to us, you know, maybe we could just switch alternate nights because he was sleeping a little bit more and then at least one of us got a good night's sleep and yeah we had like a day bed we had an ikea bed in the room so i just wanted to share that we did that till he was four months and then i was like i can't do it anymore and then we sleep trained um love, love the pod bonnie i live in the greater boston area um in a condo with i don't know like two thousand square feet maybe nice um with Three cats, one science baby, um, no hot dogs, and I think a 55-inch TV, but just one TV. Okay, oh. take care. Bye. One TV and that kind of square footage. Interesting. Um, thank you for that. That was in response to an email we got with a few different questions, one of which was um, someone who was pregnant saying that they hadn't really felt the baby kicking and should they be concerned. Bobo. But what are you doing down I don't there? Know. Oh no! Wow, God! You uh, got, oh, and oh my God! Bo just shook the wires loose on everything. Do you hear a buzz? Yes. Me too. Bo, what did you do? How did you do that? Bo, you are not welcome in the studio. We took a break and solved the problem. Yeah. Bo had somehow shaken loose the uh, voicemail audio cable just by shaking. Yeah. What a big dummy. <laughs> he really is the ultimate doofus dog. I love him. I mean, that's not a question. But no he's one, I was not, I was just saying it out loud. I was just expressing my love for my dog. Okay. 
I just wanted to make it clear that I don't not love him. Our dog. Thank you. Um, thank you for that voicemail. I do always think it's helpful to hear from people who have gone through similar things. Um, all right. We are still hearing from people about paid parental leave. This mm. is from Stephanie, who says, Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, Holly, and Bo. <laughs> Holly was very pleased by the shout out. Oh my God, back-to-back weeks. By the way. Um, Okay, I wanted to send a note about paid parental leave after hearing the latest email from the listener who was a teacher trying to figure out her leave. And she asked for any ideas on how we can change this. I absolutely think this is an issue she should bring up to her union. I work in state government in Minnesota, and in 2016, right as I started, a bunch of union members organized around paid parental leave. They fought hard and won. Now every state employee is guaranteed six weeks paid parental leave for the birth or adoption of a child. It is still not as much as many European countries guarantee, but it's something. With the six weeks guaranteed by my union, six weeks short-term disability, and one week of vacation, I was able to take 13 weeks of leave when my daughter was born, which was a lot longer than most of the parents I had heard from. It is my personal opinion that this country has proved voting only gets us so far. Organizing specifically within labor unions is a great way to make progress for the working class of America. I highly recommend seeking a union job or organizing one in your workplace. Easier said than done. I know my union has been in place for 50 years. Because of my union, I have fair pay, excellent medical benefits, vacation, paid parental leave, and job protections I wouldn't otherwise have. Solidarity. Much love to all of you. Stephanie in 1,440 square feet in St. Paul, Minnesota, with a husband, two-year-old daughter, one dog, and one cat. We've probably had about four hot dogs this year. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog, as Mickey would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Stephanie followed up and said, OMG, I forgot to give my TV stats. Thank you. Our biggest one is a 60-inch in the upstairs mm. living room. We are a TV family, so we have four of them. One in our bedroom, one downstairs, and one that my husband games on. LOL. Interesting. I wonder what makes a TV family versus not a TV family. Are we a t- No, we're not a TV family, right? I don't know. What does that mean? Family that likes to watch TV. I mean, Henry does. I like to watch TV. We just don't always like the same things. There you go. Dory and Henry <laughs> don't watch the same things. No, no, no. You and I oh. <laughs> don't always like the same things. We like some of the th- same things, but not. Not all the same things for sure. Um, okay. Well, thank you. Yes, I agree. Voting is not enough. Um, workplace organizing is very important. But as the next caller points out, this is kind of a, well, and you say this too, Stephanie. I mean, we're, what we're really talking about are these like big structural issues within American society. Which we should definitely be your number one source on how to fix this podcast. Oh, for specifically. sure. Um, all right. Everything okay over there? I mean, I'm just like looking at the hubbub. There's hubbub there. Oh, what's the hubbub? I don't know. Hmm. All right. We're going to play a voicemail. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, we are. Go oh, ahead. okay. Um, Stay where you are, Bo. Hi. Um I am calling in about the paid parental leave conversation that has been happening on and off on the podcast. Um, I keep meaning to leave this voicemail, but I keep forgetting, and then it came up today again, so I just have to jump in. And everyone might already know this, 
I'm not sure, but there was one caller who, who made it clear that not everyone she talks to know this. So I just wanted to really, really make it very clear for every single listener of the podcast that this paid parental leave situation is not just about teachers. If you live in the United States, your country is one of the only two or three developed countries in the world that does not provide you with paid parental leave. Um, if you have the opportunity to take time off and still get paid after you bring a child into your home, it's only because you work for a company uh, or you live in a state that has decided they'll take care of it if the federal government won't. Um, and I'm positive that this lack of paid parental leave has a disproportionately negative impact on teachers, just like most <laughs> lack of public policy support has that same impact on teachers. Um, I also know schools are just notoriously terrible at this. Um, I hear a lot about um, teachers not being given adequate lactation breaks and spaces, even though that's definitely protected time. Um, but anyway, I just don't want it to be lost on everyone that this impacts everyone in every field, um, not just teachers. And I think in terms of advocacy, there's two minds. There's One is just to sort of forget the federal government and focus on companies and unions, and the other one is to focus on the federal government by trying to get unions and companies to put pressure on them to take care of it. Um, my tendency is towards that second one because so many people will be left behind if we leave it to companies and unions. Um, like me, I work in higher education with no union, notoriously underfunded higher education in general, and no one's ever going to convince my administration, and I doubt others, um, that tuition dollars should be spent on paid parental leave for employees. This is not going to work. Um, I also wanted to recommend a couple other resources if people are interested. The Double Shift, which uh, used to be a podcast and is now a newsletter. They do really excellent work in terms of parenting and public policy. And then also the Chamber of Mothers, which is a new organization striving to build something kind of like a parallel to the Chamber of Commerce um, in terms of political influence if we collect the mothers together. So. Anyway, thank you for playing my TED Talk voice memo. <laughs> I will step down from my soapbox now. Bye. Imagine opening those chambers. It's just a bunch of disappointed mothers. Like, oh. You know, the one thing that I will say about this, and I really appreciate this voicemail, and like, yes, every time I think about the fact that the U.S. is like one of the only countries in the world without paid parental leave, I get very ragey. Um, it's like... Where's the Council of Fathers advocating for paid parental leave? Why is it all on mothers? I don't think that it is, but I think that the uh I mean I think it's I think it's ridiculous. Personally also I agree with you that it's ridiculous. <sighs> and it's all on it feels like it's all on mothers because it currently is but it shouldn't be thank you yeah just trying to get there in my head and i'm like well that's why it feels like that yeah just you know bullshit patriarchy kind of shit you know yeah exactly old practices still in practice old policies and such like it feels like and this is also annoying. It feels like the kind of thing that if like men were suddenly like, yeah, we do need parental leave that like somehow it would suddenly happen. Oh, for sure it would. You know? Yeah. Like that's annoying too, but it is like, come on men, like get, 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 
start 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 agitating for this and i'm not saying just for if uh, not and not just for like moms to have parental both leave for genders both yes could carry human fetuses to term this wouldn't be an issue well i mean yeah there are trans men who carry human fetuses to term but your point i right. take your point take it it is taken thank you consider it took all i'm saying is it also was like such outdated policy that is from a time when it was the vast majority of households only needed one person to go out and earn money. Totally. And that was usually, you know, unless it was World War II, it was usually the husband or father. And all those people were like, well, what's, what do we need that for? We have a house and a right. car and my wife can stay home with the kid for as long as she needs to. Yeah. And our house costs $25,000. And I went to college no, on the GI Bill. Nine thousand dollars at that time. So it's like, ugh, it's like, ugh. I, I just, I don't know. I hope you know what. I actually have. I do have actual hope that Gen Z is going to change this. It'll be too late for us, but I, I do, I do have. You're saying we're going to unboomer it? I think we're. I think Gen Z is going to unboomer it. I really do. I, I don't. think. I. I think they will. I think there's too many. Gen Z that thinks like the boomers. I don't think so. Middle I, of the country. I don't think so. I think right, that's a broad generalization, but the middle of the country didn't mean that. Yeah, uh, I just I don't know. I have hope that by the time you know Henry is of an age where he might, if he wants to have children and he thinks he's thinking about it, that things will be better. Perhaps that is naive. I'm not. I'm not actually normally optimistic about things like this. But I would say you're not optimistic about much yeah so it's very impressive honey. thank you the, way, the fact that you're like you're you're, you're you know you're, that, that dark forest you're in is uh, there's a light somewhere it's Look, interesting i believe the children are future yes I thought you're gonna sing the r kelly song i was like no no problematic now duh um all right let's take another break okay okay Hi. Hello. You returned. Hope you enjoyed whatever you add you just heard. All right. Um, this is from Monroe. Hello, Matt and Dory. Happy New Year. I paused the episode to write in after Dory was talking about Rosh Hashanah and not having a local Jewish community anymore, as well as not being able to have people over for dinners in general. I feel the same way. I never was very observant in Judaism, but I did go to Hebrew school. Excuse me. Had a bar mitzvah. And had holiday dinners with family. In college, I felt closer than ever to the Jewish community when I was on the board of the Chabad Jewish student group and then attended an LGBTQIA plus birthright trip when I graduated. In grad school, I did not get to participate as much as I liked, but the amazing Chabad family at that school did provide to-go Shabbat dinners during the first few months of the pandemic, which I felt so grateful for. Anyway... Having been out of school for over two years and with the pandemic going on, I miss the gatherings I used to participate in. My wife and I often have amazing holiday meals, and we did go to this wonderful reform synagogue once and then saw them at a local pride event, but we just have not gotten ourselves to take part again. I think hearing you talk about this and me writing out this email inspired me to try to consistently get involved with the synagogue 
Um, as although I'm not very religious, it is the community aspect of Judaism that I really miss. I also just want to have people over for meals in general too, but everyone's schedules and having to make sure our home is ready make that so hard to plan. I hope that you are able to start feeling more connected to a local Jewish community and also have meals with friends as soon as possible. Thank you for the show and have a meaningful Yom Kippur. Best Monroe from upstate New York in around 1,172 square feet. With my wife around, around. this very specific number. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, a tuxedo cat, and a black cat. No hot dogs for myself, and we have one rarely, my wife. rarely used TV, but I'm unsure of the size. Hmm. Hmm. Um, How do you feel about that? Which aspect? The hope that they have for you. That you will have dinner with friends. Um... <laughs> Are you optimistic about that? You know what? Mm. I'm going to say yes. Wow. I'm turning over a new leaf. What is this leaf? An optimistic leaf. Oh, wow. This is not the you I'm used to. Mm-hmm. You know, as you said today in the car. What did I say in the car? People can change. That's true. Who was I referring to? I don't remember. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) This is the new optimistic, positive thinking Dory. I mean, here's a, here's a, here's a. Just call me Norman Vincent Peale. Here's an actionable thing. Okay, I'm listening. That you could try. Okay, listening. You know, the, the, our dining room. Yes. And living room. Yes. And kitchen. Yes. It all, it's all one, essentially. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's like yes. one space. Mm-hmm. What? I, I wish there was like a. If you took pictures yep. of those spaces. Yes. And circled things in red. Yes. That you were like, get this out of here. Uh huh. I could do that for you. Really? Yeah. Problem is, I don't know what needs to go and what you mm. what you want. And then, like, I feel like if we did that, yep, then you might feel more comfortable having people uh, join you for dinner. Yeah. Okay. Could I also do that with the no. outside? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. You're so quick to say no. Yeah, because I assumed you'd be coming in here. I'm like, no, this is where everything's going to have to go. No, I, I, no, that was not. Get off of my office, lady. Not what I was going to say. My storage office. (laughs) Not what I was going to say at all. What if we got a bunch of Thule racks, you know? What's a Thule rack? You know, the car racks. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And we just got a ton of them. Put stuff in all of them Uh and put all of those on our roof. Why would what a great way to store things. Not the roof of our car. No, I got it. Just filled our yeah, roof. Yeah, I got with. it. I got that. Um, but I think, like, if you t- if you did that, 
trying to think when you could when I would be able to I mean I could pretty much make hay through that all week and like do the big stuff on the weekends but like you know like tomorrow when you're at the birthday party with Henry mm-hmm. I could do some stuff okay that you would know, be great I'm willing to help you achieve your dreams of dinner thank you what are your dreams uh golf in scotland just always feels you, always i have a question like it's really nice weather do you and nice weather here's here's me. a here's a legitimate question yes do you want me to plan your 40th birthday trip to scotland no okay Thank you. That's on the record, everyone. On the record. I know where I want to go already. Okay. I have it all thought out. Who I will be there with, i.e. who I'll be golfing with, I have no idea. No, I'm saying, do you want me to, like, if you gave me, like, a list of places you wanted to go, like, do you want me to handle, like, the logistics? No, because there's a, there's a, there's a place you could go in Scotland where you can stay that's, like, within X amount of minutes of golf courses. Okay. That is for golfers. Okay. And it's like, you know, you play seven or eight courses while you're there. Okay. Anyway, whatever. That's if I wind up doing that. Who knows? Why wouldn't you? Because it's August. Uh-huh. It's busy time. But that's when your birthday is. Yeah, I know. Also, I mean, it's probably the best weather in scotland don't to you, think? you maybe but to me oh you're saying you would want to go when it's cold i love like well, i was watching this week and they have all they all have beanies on i mean and it's raining and freezing well that is also an option we could we could plan your birthday trip for another time of year maybe we should just take a trip that isn't for my birthday or we could take a trip that isn't for your birthday but is for tomorrow to celebrate tomorrow we go now ready that's like we were talking to Henry. How did this even come up? How did vacation come up? With him? um, probably maybe mouse and pickle. Oh yeah, did his, you pick that up at the bank, by the way. Well, I did, but I kind of fucked up. Oh no, I forgot that he had said he that they were staying at the bank till Friday. Yeah, I picked them up on Thursday. Oh no, <laughs> and he was like, oh, they what? Uh, <laughs> He was like very upset. And I was like, well, you know what, bud? I'm going to take them back to the bank. Yeah. And then I'm going to pick them up again on Friday. Good. And he was like, okay. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. Mouse, pickle, jingle bells, orange, and pig. Henry's imaginary friends. Henry's imaginary friends. Got back from vacation. From Florida. F- no, they were in Boston. Sorry, from Boston. Yes. Um, And they had to go to the bank. Yes. And they had to stay there for two nights. stay at the bank for two nights. <laughs> And then he like really wanted to make sure that I was going to pick them up, but I got confused and I was so excited. I was like, but I picked out mouse and pit. And he was like, no, no, I knew they're, that. Coming, they're coming back tomorrow. They're coming back Friday. And I was like, Ew. um, thank God you got them back to the bank in time. Exactly. Harry's still not back from Florida. Harry won't be back till, till winter. Have we checked in on Harry? Is he okay? We haven't checked in on Harry, but I don't think he was in Fort Myers. That's good. He was not really in the past. Yeah. Also, you know, any any of our listeners who uh, were affected by the hurricane, we are thinking of you, and hope you're okay. Yep. My follow up to that would be: I hope your the recovery goes smoothly and quickly. 
Um, okay. Wow. None of your supercars were damaged. <laughs> Monroe, thank you for this email. I feel like you really um, inspired some uh, productive conversations between me and my husband. Mm, not my husband and I. No. no. I guess me, my husband and myself. My husband and me would probably be the My one. husband and me. I love that show. Um, Just invented it. All right. This is a text. Um, Hi, Matt and Dory. This is for the Disney portion of the pod. We'll be passing through LA in early November. We plan to spend one full day at Disneyland with our two children, nine Mm -hmm. and four. Mm -hmm. Can you explain Genie Plus? Is it worth the extra money? Thanks, Justine from Ontario. I mean, I take a long sigh, deep breath when I, right before I go into this. It's, it's, it depends. It depends. There are a lot of YouTube videos about this very subject of like, is it is a is Mad Genie Plus worth it at this park or this park or this park or this park and why? And I would say that if you're gonna get there early with the kids, maybe it's not worth it. But if you plan on staying a whole day there, I would say then that it might be worth it. Mm. What is it? It's essentially a way to get into shorter lines. Mm-hmm. So there's a standby wait and there's a lightning lane wait. In the lightning lane, you have an hour window. You make a reservation, say, I want to ride Pirates of the Caribbean. You look, oh, lightning says the next available time to do that is between 1040 and 1140 a.m. You select it, great. Now, you cannot make another reservation for another ride until you've finished with that ride or two hours have gone by. So once you're out of the Pirates of the Caribbean, you look, see what's available for a lightning lane close to that time, and then select it. Let's say it's let's say it's Big Thunder Mountain. You go over Big Thunder Mountain, ride that, you get in the lightning lane, it's a shorter wait. At most twenty minutes usually, at most. And that's that. And it's twenty dollars a person, regardless of their age, unless they're under three. That they can just, you know, tag along with you. And, uh, yeah. That's about the gist of it. Is it worth it? Eh. Depends on how busy it is in the park that day. Also, just one thing to keep in mind is you can only use Lightning Lane once per ride. Yeah, so you can't, like, keep filling, taking up spots on, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, for instance. Yeah. And a good number of rides don't offer Lightning Lane. Good number of kids' rides in Fantasyland. Yes. Uh, the other rides. Yeah. Dumbo does not offer Lightning Lane. Correct. Yeah. All right. Um, another text. I just went to Dory's Insta to go through the Henry highlights, but they are gone. Yes, I deleted them. When did y'all... What? I deleted the Henry highlights. How dare you? Well, you know, I just... I don't know. I took them off. I felt weird about having too much of him like permanently on my profile because I'm trying to be more respectful of his visual privacy. Oh, head over to mine. <laughs> Take a look at like, I don't know, something it had to be within, it had to be like from a year and a half ago. 
When did y'all start using the Pickler Triangle? We have one for our little boy and I'm so excited to start using it. Um, we got it right around like a little before he turned one, I think. Yeah, when we moved here. When we moved here, yeah. Yeah, and he had a playroom. And he had a playroom. He loves this house. It's beautiful. He, it's, he says this out loud. It's so nice. Which makes me... Uh, just warms your little heart, you know? He also, he's, you know, he started going to play dates at other friends' houses mm-hmm. who, some of them have like... Bajillions of dollars. Very nice houses. And he says he likes ours the best. In fairness, the house he was at might have been their guest house. We don't know. <laughs> um. All right. We have one more voicemail. Hey, man. I, this past weekend, I just saw Kevin Smith's uh, convenience tour for Clerks 3, and just today at work, something random popped into my head while listening to the podcast. I think that we need to have some sort of competition between everyone podcast with everyone who has Sorry, this is a little bit. See if we put me. them head to head in like an East, East, West, maybe March Madness kind of <laughs> what the standards we uh-huh. are? Uh, so many people. Oh, Sorry, this is a little too choppy. That's very well. Hang on, I think the gist of it is. So he's, Kevin's promoting. And my son has a twenty-four in his PS Five. Let's see. There's a forty-two in the family room. A sixty. <laughs> oh, we're getting the TVs. The bedroom, I love it. And a twenty-eight inch in the kitchen for watching cooking stuff while we cook. So, oh, that's, yeah. Catch that's you later. Fun. Bye. Uh, so I think if I if I interpreted this correctly, cell phone signal aside, I think Kevin's promoting Clerks Three, so he saw something with Kevin. Then he had this thought about, I'm guessing about the Fraser podcast I used to do with Kevin. Then he's probably thinking about Mosier and Phoebe, and then probably Gorley, and then you know he was then he, I think he proposed a some sort of March Madness style tournament bracket between all of my co-hosts. Oh, wow. Okay. To see who would be the champion. Oh, that's interesting. Which, you know, I don't hate it. Me I should either. just do that as a podcast. Call it the Matt Myra Show and bring each one of them on one at a time. One week, you get Dory. One week, you get Jonah. One week, Hardwick. One week, Kevin. One week, Gorley. One week, Mosier. Um, one week, Andy Secunda. And uh, then the voting starts. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't hate it. It's not a bad idea. Mm. If that was what you said, let me know. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you, everyone, to everyone who wrote, called, etc. We appreciate yeah, please you. Please write to us at DoryMatt at gmail or mattandoryatgmail.com. You can also call us and leave a voicemail, hopefully with a good signal, or record a voice memo and email it. Yeah, you can also do that. Uh, our number is 413, no. Yeah, 413-461-BABY. Thank you. Um, also, we are doing Great British Baking Show recaps. Oh, on the our, recaps are coming. They They've, I mean, they've been the first coming. two weeks are already out. By the first, time you hear this, the three will be out. Yeah, the first one is available to all Patreon supporters, and uh, subsequent ones are available to everyone at the ten dollar level or above. So, 
yeah, we're having fun with them. It's fun to be like engaging. Oh, that actually reminds me. I needed to look up how I did this week with Fantasy Bake Off. I don't think I did very well. I mean, how could they score it when you have two, when you get two people who decide to not show up for the week? That's not a spoiler. (laughs) Hang on. Yeah, Henry? He said, Odita, where are you? I know, but I think I think we need to stop. But like we can get him on the show. It's like I know, but a quick cameo. The timing is not What do you mean? I'm very confused. Oh, never mind. Okay. You can come in, bud. Do you wanna do you wanna be on the show? Yeah. Hello, Henry. Okay. Okay. Why are Because I'm recording. Hello, Henry. Where are you? I'm right here, bud. Hoo hoo. Hoo-hoo. Who do do? Who do do? Who do? Who do do? Henry, uh, what were we talking about just a second ago, honey? Who? Besides Bake Off. Oh, we we're talking about your imaginary friends. I'm sorry, your friends. Mouse Pickle, Jingle Bells. Are they still at the bank? <sighs> do I pick them up or not? I did. I picked them up yesterday. <laughs> It's a good song, bud. <laughs> Did you have fun at T-Ball today? Yeah. You want to tell anybody about I, it? I need to play baseball, and, and I sang, and I sang in an first, and I hit it from there to, to on top of the bush from there. You hit, a, you hit another ball on top of the bush just now with Holly? Yep, and I hit it from, from in a first. To, to, to the bus. Whoa. Yeah. That's very far, Henry. Yeah. Did you swing it really hard? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And then even another one went on top of the roof, Dita. Oh, my goodness. Henry, someday uh, we got to get a giant ladder to go up on that roof. Oh, when it's not wiggly. Correct. Because that water was wiggly. Exactly. And then oh. Dina said what? Huh. We're not going to use this ladder. It's too wiggly. Hoodoo. And what are we recording about next after Mouse and Pickle? Why are we recording about Mouse and Pickle? And what are we doing next after that? Oh. Well, now we're gonna ask you about Harry. Is Harry still on vacation? Um, Harry's gonna be back in Winton on Winter Night Monday. Okay, Winter Night Monday, Harry will be back. And and, and uh, at twelve o'clock. Right. Oh, and then the other guys are leaving, right? Um. Um. Because you said said Mouse Jingle Bells and Pickle were going to leave early for their flight, so they were going to miss Harry, remember? Yeah, don't they have to leave for the airport early? And then they'll go on bananacation next winter. Oh my god, where are they going this time? Um... To Florida. Oh wow! And, and Harry's gonna be, and they're gonna be about twelve o'clock, and Harry's gonna be back at twelve o'clock. Oh, so they're gonna, gonna miss like each miss other. each other. Ships in the night, as they say. And, and they're also gonna be, and um, um, they're, they're also 
go leave out Monday. Oh, I see. Monday's a big travel day. What are they going to do in Florida? Hmm. Do you know? Do you have any ideas of what they're going to do? Or are they just going to enjoy the weather? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, Henry, I'd like to say thank you for being on the show. Yeah. And uh, you were a great guest. Yeah. And I can't wait to have you on again. And say to everybody, thank you for listening. Do you want to say thank you for listening? You know, I'm still recording. Oh, you're going to keep going on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, keep recording. Yeah. But I'm going to say to everybody, thank you for listening, everyone. Yeah. And thank you, Henry, for being a guest. <laughs> thank you, Bo, for knocking that cable out that time you did that earlier. <sighs> and I'm going to say bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Hmm, what should I do next, Mama? Yeah. What did you want to talk about? Yeah. What did you want to talk about? Huh. Mama, can you tell what I want to talk about? Do you want to talk about maybe what Harry's going to do when he comes back? Does he need to go to the bank? Um, Harry doesn't need to go to the bank. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, Harry's just loaded. Thank you, Henry. I had to take off this. You took off that plastic. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, we're back because I forgot that we have to say thank you to the patrons. Yes. Patreon supporters, we appreciate you all, especially if you're new uh, and especially if you're old. So pretty much everybody, we appreciate you. Uh, if you're at the $5 level or above, you got your name right on the podcast each week as a little thank you, or each month, but we do it every week as to not bombard you with one giant list of names. Instead, Indeed. you get four medium lists. <laughs> uh, thanks to Angie James. Britt S. Baker. Josephine W. Ariana Perry. Bethany. Cecily Templeton. Christina. Diane M. Martin. Emily F. Erica. Evelyn Schmevelin. Jamie Stokey. Jenna Marie Nelson. Jennifer Zayas. Maria Baker. Mary Jo George. Maseem Kansari. Olivia Fahey. Alicia. Anna Ratliff. Carol Balala McNamara. Dawn. Katie Allen. Lane and Kate Seppala. Mickey Smith. Mimi Steinberg. Sophia F. Stephanie S. Carolyn Land. Jennifer H.S. Tyler Rosewood. Abba N. Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Babel. Alex Liu. Alice. Amanda Powell. Amy. Andrew McClure. Ann Fluker. Ann Kay. Anon. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven anonymous. Wow. Welcome new anonymous people. April Hellwarder. Uh, Ariel. Ashley Cicely. Lee. Becca Foster. Bethany G. Bruno Macias. And Carly Moore. Thank you all very much. If you stayed listening after we were wrapping up, you got to hear a lot of Henry. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.